0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a Fort McNair Army civilian is guilty of charging thousands of dollars on a GSA gas card. A deputy archivist ends her federal service after more than three decades. And the Pentagon has a new Responsible Artificial Intelligence Toolkit. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The pay gap between the federal and private sectors is growing. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. Federal employees earned 27 percent less than private sector workers over the last year. That's a more than 3 percent increase in the pay disparity since 2022. President Biden proposed a 5.2 percent average pay raise for feds starting next year. Despite support for the raise, leaders on the Federal Salary Council say it won't be enough to resolve federal pay issues. They recommended adjusting the way the government calculates future federal pay raises to try to bring federal salaries closer in line with the private sector. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. HHS is gearing up to do some holiday shopping for a new CIO. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. Carl Mathias, the lead technology executive at the Department of Health and Human Services since March 2022, is leaving to take a new role at NASA. In an email to staff obtained by Federal News Network, Mathias said his last day as the HHS CIO will be December 1st. Mathias didn't specifically say what his new role at NASA will be, just one that brings him back into the engineering realm. HHS Deputy CIO Jennifer Wendell will serve as the acting CIO until a permanent one is hired. Mathias joined HHS almost 20 months ago, coming over from the Marshall Service. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Postal Service is falling behind on plans to reach long-term financial stability. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. USPS says higher costs beyond its control are to blame for a $6.5 billion net loss for fiscal 2023. It expects to see about the same loss by the end of this year. That's far off from USPS expectations to break even at this point in its 10-year reform plan. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says USPS is still avoiding some of the more dire outcomes it feared at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic when it was close to running out of cash. While we are not happy with this result, we cannot lose sight of the downward trajectory the Postal Service faced in the fall of 2020 jory heckman federal news network a top federal watchdog says congress should expand a key anti-fraud tool federal news network's justin doubleday has the details the pandemic analytics center of excellence or pace has helped the oversight community track down billions in misspent covid relief funds funding for pace runs out in a little under two years Inspector General Michael Horowitz, chairman of the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee, says PACE should be reauthorized and expanded to cover all federal spending. We have to work with executive branch agencies, OMB leadership, and Congress to make sure agencies use an analytics platform to prevent fraud before it happens. Horowitz says PACE has supported more than 600 pandemic-related investigations so far. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The federal government's landlord sees a major opportunity to scale back the amount of office space agencies use. That's because agencies, including the General Services Administration, are embracing the long-term benefits of a hybrid and remote workforce. GSA Administrator Robin Carnahan says in coming years, GSA sees an opportunity to shrink federal office space by up to 30 percent. Right now agencies across the government are rethinking how much space they actually need. The guilty plea of an army civilian maintenance worker at Ford McNair is offering a good reminder to not use the government fuel credit card for your own purposes. 54 year old Tyrone Norman Dais of Washington, D.C., pleaded guilty yesterday in Superior Court to one count of first degree theft and will pay almost $34,000 in restitution. Dais repeatedly purchased gasoline for private vehicles using a General Services Administration fuel credit card meant solely for a designated maintenance van on the Fort McNair grounds. From April to October of 2023, Deis frequently arranged to meet private vehicles at area gas stations and use his GSA credit card to purchase their gas. In total, Deis made more than 400 unauthorized purchases. A longtime National Archives and Records Administration leader is stepping down at the end of the month. Deborah Steidel Wall, Deputy Archivist of the United States, announced her retirement this week after 32 years of federal service she first joined the national archives in 1991 as an archivist trainee in the motion picture sound and video branch wall went on to lead the creation of nara's first agency-wide archival data model and description standards wall has served as deputy archivist since 2011. While the Coast Guard is working on recommendations from the Government Accountability Office, it still has a way to go. As of this month, it has fully implemented four recommendations and partially implemented two recommendations, with 25 remaining. For example, the Coast Guard needs to adequately determine its workforce needs as it faces challenges meeting daily mission needs because of workforce shortfalls. There are also problems with its purchases of new cutters, which are behind schedule and billions of dollars over estimates. The House cleared a bill to try to avoid a government shutdown at the end of the week. The Republican-led stopgap Appropriations Package would implement a two-step approach to a continuing resolution. Some agencies would receive funding until January 19th. Other agencies would be financed through February 2nd. The House bill, which passed a vote of 336 to 95, appears to have a somewhat better chance of making it to the finish line. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he expects it to pass with bipartisan support. The bill now heads to the Senate for consideration ahead of Friday night's deadline to avoid a shutdown. The Pentagon has a new responsible artificial intelligence toolkit to align projects to responsible AI best practices and Defense Department principles for ethical AI. The toolkit creates a process to identify, track, and improve AI projects with these guidelines. It helps create technical tools and guidance to design, develop, deploy, and use AI systems responsibly. It expands upon guidance from the Defense Innovation Unit and the National Institute of Standards and Technology. DOD's Chief Digital and AI Office released the toolkit yesterday as it fulfills the Department's Responsible AI Strategy and Implementation Plan. The Thrift Savings Plan's iFund will soon undergo a transition in its Benchmark Index. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board approved the index change on Tuesday. The goal is to diversify investment opportunities and improve the iFund's risk-return profile. The board expects the updated index fund to outperform the previous iFund index when adjusted for risk over the long term. The new index notably excludes investments from China, Hong Kong, and the United States. The board will transition the I-Fund from the current index to the new index in 2024. No changes were made to the C-Fund, S-Fund, or F-Fund. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, November 15th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.